Week four of the NFL season already here. It is a Monday nighter, another primetime game for the San Francisco 49ers. And it is those Los Angeles Rams coming to Levi's Stadium. It should be a fantastic one. Another crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. 49ers, Rams crossover coming at you right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another crossover Thursday. Locked On 49ers, Locked On Rams. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker here of Locked On 49ers with Travis Rogers of Locked On Rams. It's a tight division. It's a tight National Football League coming into week four. I think all but, what, three or four teams are either one and two or two and one. One game over, one game under 500, as are the Rams and the 49ers coming in here to week four. We'll get to the storylines. We will get to key matchups and make some score predictions here for week four i do want to thank our sponsors for this crossover thursday and every crossover thursday here on the locked on podcast network prize picks prize picks is so much fun and it's easy to play no competing with other players just you versus the projections available pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry it can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter it's that easy we love prize picks and we know you will too First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. At BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, at Travis Rogers on Twitter. Travis is, uh, this is, I mean, McVeigh Shanahan is, is must-see TV, and we've got a prime timer here, Monday Night Football, so I can't wait. And with the way these two teams have played each other, in the mm-hmm. Shanahan-McVay eras that started in 2017. You pretty much throw everything out that you know, and these games are going to surprise you. They're going to be close, and they're going to be a lot of fun, and I expect nothing less than that on Monday night. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's, you know, Sean McVay, since he's coming to the league, seems to have an answer for just about every question that he's asked, and he certainly has an answer for the question the second time it's asked, except for when it comes to Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. That seems to be the one test that he can't, figure out how to take and how to pass obviously he got the most important one last year but it, it felt more like you know good fortune as much as it did good planning than anything else um I'm, I'm really excited to see this one because i don't know it's like maybe it's like beating big brother like once you finally realize you can do it okay now we can go do it or did jaquaski tart really just drop that ball and that's the reason that the rams went to the super bowl instead of the niners uh is the storyline for the Rams coming into week four after three weeks of the season is the storyline revolving right now around Matthew Stafford, where he's at with his arm. Is the arm thing even a story anymore for those Rams? I don't, I don't think it's nearly as big of a story as it was maybe two weeks ago. And certainly the way that it was during the off season, um, it was the story of training camp. I, I think that, We've seen some throws that he made, one in particular last week against Arizona. It was on a, a third and ten play where he has got somebody coming from his left, this blind side, and he can kind of see it out of the corner. He spins out at the last minute and he turns around and he just rips one into a window about this big. That was a you know, it was a hundred mile an hour fastball on the money. A bad elbow, I don't think you can make that throw. So I, I think his arm is good. I think there's a handful of things that that don't look great for the Rams. I think that they've been a little bit better each week going forward, which is encouraging. But 
The fact that they can't get Allen Robinson going at all is very peculiar to me. The fact that they still haven't figured out how to use Cam Akers or won't use Cam Akers on, on a regular basis, I think those are the two at the top of the list for me. I want to stick with the offense there for a second. And Cooper Cup, you know, we saw him as a Triple Crown Award winner uh, this past season, and he's been virtually unstoppable. 49ers have had a really tough time trying to contain him. I feel like every time they play, he goes over 100 yards and has a bunch of catches. Uh, last game, though, looked at the stat sheet, four catches, 44 yards. Was mm. there something specific that Arizona did to try to slow him down, or was he just not as much much of a focal point that it forced him the ball, and they said, you know what, other guys are going to eat this game? I, I think it's a little bit of all of the above. The Rams didn't have a lot of plays. So, you know, usually when the Rams are running the way that you would expect them to run offensively, they're they're getting a, just, you know, another 20 or 30 plays on average. They didn't have a ton of plays in this game relative to what Arizona was doing. I think that's part of it. I think that they actually got some contributions from wide receiver three, Ben, ben Skoranek, I think, led the team in catches in that game. He, he was contributing. And I do think we're finally starting to see that they need to spread the ball around a little bit, right? That they, they, he was so the, the one-man gang in those first two games, especially against Buffalo, where the Rams had literally nothing going other than Cooper Cup. It was a little bit better against Atlanta, but he was still obviously the focal point. And it's just, you know, like anything else, the more diverse you are, the more options that you have offensively, the better that the team's going to be. And getting everyone else involved, Cam Akers was really good in the second half. I think that has to do with it much more than anything that Arizona did specifically because when they want to feed him, they can't, right? When we, I mean, the Super Bowl last year, there, there was nobody left. Odell had gotten hurt, and the other guys you have out there were really nowhere to be found, and they just went to him over and over and over again, and there was no answer for him. It's pretty amazing what Cooper Cup's able to do and, and the different ways they're able to get the ball. And the 49ers obviously have a guy on, on their side and Debo Samuel that gets the sure. ball in a whole bunch of different ways. And, and clearly that is something you're trying to take away if you're an opposing defense. That's something that you're trying to uh, feature on, on your offense. But looking at those secondary weapons for the Rams, what's going on with Allen Robinson? You mentioned Robinson and Akers and, and you know fantasy footballers out there as much as 49ers fans probably want to know what the heck is going on there are they are they kind of done or is it is it a physical thing is it a mental thing what's happening I, I think with, with Cam Akers I think it's as simple as he's been in the doghouse a couple of times in a very short period of time because it it's not physical they, he was I, I think everybody was surprised that in the opening game against Buffalo he basically didn't play they, I mean they only was out there for I think for 12 snaps I think they only called his number twice so he was a complete non-factor and the responses from Sean McVay coming out of that, I thought were pretty telling. Like, look, he needs to maximize his opportunities. Um, talking with some people in and around the place, it was, nah, it's, he's not taking care of business as far as getting ready for the week. They, everybody knows he's their best back, but whether it was training room stuff, whether it was, you know, practice stuff, that he was not seizing the opportunities that were given to him. It seemed like it happened in, against Atlanta. He was much, much better. Not great, but better. And then the first half, they didn't use him again in Arizona. I mean, literally, they didn't. He had he touched the ball twice. He had negative one yard on two touches in the first half. And then early in the third quarter, he had 53 yards on one drive. So it was just, it's this really weird thing where he's in and out of the doghouse. I have no idea if he's going to be in it or out of it come Monday night. Rams are much better when he's a part of what they're doing. As far as Allen Robinson goes, um, I don't know, man. It's weird. I, I thought he was going to come in and kill it. I, I really did. Knowing the quarterbacks that he played with in, in Chicago and in Jacksonville, knowing the upgrade that he was going to have with Matthew Stafford, knowing the upgrade he was going to have with um, McVay as his head coach, and knowing how much attention Cooper Cup was going to get, I thought he was going to be just a monster. 
and he's been a, a virtual non-factor. They, they got him the ball once in the first game. They made a really concerted effort to get him going in the second game. They threw it to him, I think, three times on the first drive, and then he kind of disappeared. Against Arizona, he had two early drops, which was kind of uncharacteristic, and they stopped going to him. So I don't know if it's a, a comfort level where he and Stafford aren't quite on the same page. I don't know if he doesn't quite understand what it is that they're asking him to do. He's been really good on fades. He's been really good near the goal line and that kind of stuff. That's the one spot where he's kind of thrived um, so far. But I, I, he, he's got to be a lot better, especially with Odell. Maybe he's coming back. Maybe he's not. But he's not going to be here anytime soon, even if he is. Um, Tutu Atwell's given them nothing. And Van Jefferson's down for the foreseeable future. So they're going to have to get some stuff out of Allen Robinson. Talk about Allen Robinson, and you know, I remember watching the first game against Buffalo, and I think that's the only game I've seen in its entirety as it pertains to the uh, Los Angeles Rams. And there were a couple bootlegs there where they had Allen Robinson on a drag, and Matthew Stafford elected to just not throw to him. One time he ended up just keeping it, running for first down. The next time he kept it, kept it, kept it, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to hit Robinson. He's going to hit Robinson. And he just never threw it to him. And now it might not have been a big game, but just in the sense of, like you said, the, the targets aren't quite there. Uh, getting him more involved. I think there have been some opportunities, at least early on, I have to go through and watch the next couple of games. And then you talk about uh, Akers being in the, the doghouse. 49er fans know all about that. So I don't know if this is a Shanahan thing and Sean McVay obviously being under Kyle Shanahan for a little while. But Kyle Shanahan, oh, man, everyone knows about him and players Who's being in the, the doghouse. Who's in the now for the Niners? Who's in the doghouse at the moment? Is it is it vacant or is it, oh, is it man. occupied? No, it's never vacant. It's always <laughs> occupied. And right now it might be a 49ers nickel rookie cornerback, Samuel Womack, who had a very strong preseason Played three preseason games, had two interceptions, uh, knocked away another pass that ended up getting intercepted, recovered a fumble on special teams, and then goes into the regular season. Looks like he's playing well. First two games, I don't even think you hear his name called because mm. 49ers secondary, they're not giving up any plays or anything. Then next thing you know, you go out there, you watch them on Sunday evening, and I didn't even realize it at first. But next thing you know, he's not even out there starting. Is Diamondo Lenore, a guy who played a lot of outside for them last season, but, you know, wasn't someone that was like a full starter or anything for the, most of the season. He starts in a the nickel. There's no Samuel, Samuel Womack. Well, maybe he's hurt. No, he's not hurt because he's running down on punt team. So I think it's always occupied, and it might be occupied by Samuel Womack right now. Interesting. Yeah, and when it comes to, and I'm sure it's the same way with McVay and Akers, if I had to guess, um, you know, from the outside, from the from the far outside view looking in, and the same with Shanahan, it's it's preparedness, it's physicality. If you're not, you know, a wide receiver who's blocking, if you're not picking up your your uh, your blitz pickups as a running back, if you're not putting in the preparation and the work and practice time, that that's what gets you into the doghouse. And so that's what I bet on. I I, yeah. I, I think you're right. I, if I had to place a bet, it is it has nothing to do with who's the best player. It has everything to do with who's the most prepared to walk out there. Not mm -hmm. and not necessarily on on Sunday afternoon, but rather every day that isn't Sunday afternoon, you know, yes. and when you got guys like cup and Donald and these guys that are, you know, not just great players, but unbelievable pros in every sense of the word. And you're not doing it. If Aaron Donald's doing it and you're not, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, that so, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So real quick, Travis. So with acres not being, you know, the guy or in and out has the run game taken a hit. Cause you said you yes. know, he's clearly kind of the best runner, but have they been able to be productive in the running game? 
Not really. It, it, it's been, you know, against Buffalo, it was non-existent. And, it, and they fell behind early in that second half, and they were chasing the whole time, so they really kind of went away from it in that game. But they really didn't even get it going all that much against Atlanta. It was better than it was in the first week, but not great. And then, you know, D- Daryl Henderson, I, I could probably tell you what Daryl Henderson's going to do in the first half of Monday night's game and be right within a 5 or 10% margin. Uh, he's going to have one or two runs that make you go, oh, wow, that looked really good. And that's the list. And then he's going to get the ball six or seven other times, and it's not going to go anywhere. Akers is a little more consistent. Akers is is a little bit more explosive too. Henderson's a physical guy, but he he, it just it, I think the ceiling there is fairly limited on on what he can do. I think that the ceiling with Akers is much higher. We you know going back a couple of years ago, um, Jared Goff's last year here with the Rams. They used Cam Akers as their primary offensive weapon for the last half of the season. He was their offense um, and, and seemed comfortable doing it. Um, it has, he has a little bit of a fumble bug, too, which is never a good thing. You know, head coaches do not like guys that do that, obviously. Um, but they, they've never, Croc, been a team that runs the ball a ton. Ever since Todd Gurley was the last guy that they had where, all right, he, we're going we're gonna to give it to him 25 times a game and, and see what happens. It's five for him, 11 for this guy. Maybe it's 11 for the other guy and five for the other guy one week to the other. It's a little bit of a hot hand thing, but they, they it, it's something that they sprinkle in more than anything that they're terribly committed to. Sean McVay wants to chuck it. We got to get to some predictions here on week four, 49ers and Rams Monday nighter and the key matchups in this one. What will tell the tale of week four next? And if you want to get in on some of the action of this football game, you can do so at Bet Online, your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find. Not only wagering at Bet Online, but get that information to make the best wagers you can. And looking at these two teams, uh, the lines are moving for the Super Bowl favorites in the NFL, including the 49ers and the Rams. Niners are tumbling down. They they were at 11-1 to at one point in the offseason. Now it's 20-1 to odds for the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. For the Rams, they're climbing back up. They were down to 16 and one, uh, 16 to one odds after that week one loss to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, climb, climb back up now to 14 to one odds to be Super Bowl uh, champions for those Los Angeles Rams. You can get in on that. You can get in on the week four lines. You can get in on just about anything for the NFL season. And it's not just NFL at Bet Online, Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, NHL, NBA, you name it, you can find it and bet on it at Bet Online line of live betting as well which is always super fun if you don't like the way you bet the game to start halftime try it again and maybe you uh you can get it right so get over to betonline.net use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at bet online where the game starts so key matchup number one for me here and croc and i have talked about it and we didn't really talk about the biggest storyline for the 49ers but i think it's no surprise that it's been the quarterbacks and it's been the sure. quarterbacks for two years for the 49ers now uh and now jimmy garoppolo's back in there and he played poorly and i i don't think kyle shanahan and i think kyle shanahan would admit this and kind of did admit this that he didn't call the greatest game either offensive line played bad the 49ers offense in the sixth year under shanahan just flat out has to be better than it has the defense has been carrying this team for years trying to carry them through the first three weeks of the season. The offense hasn't been up to the challenge and, and put enough points on the board. You hold uh, you hold a home team in Denver with a, you know, what Russell Wilson, maybe borderline Hall of Fame quarterback, hasn't played great this season. Hold them to 11 points. You got to be able to win that game. And, and the 49ers could not 
do so. And Croc and I, even before the, the show started, when you jumped on, Travis, we were looking at some film and breaking down, you know, some bad plays. And, and mm -hmm. like, that's the biggest key of the game. It's the biggest storyline, too, with the 49ers. Would you agree, Croc? Like, we got to get better quarterback play. We got to get better running game, better blocking. Everything on offense has to be better. They have to do their part to win some football games. I think the feeling around 49ers, the fan base, coaching staff, even the players will probably tell you, hey, feel like we know more of what we're getting from Jimmy Garoppolo and we know that results in wins. So hypothetically speaking, he probably gives you the best chance to win. Well, he didn't go out there and show that Sunday evening. Now, there is this kind of you know thing out there. Of course, he just got a playbook a couple of weeks ago. He was not allowed to practice with the team. He was not allowed to be in any team meetings. So if you want to kind of give him a mulligan because of a bad performance in his first start, I think there's a good reason for it. Now it's just, can he just be better than what he was last week? I think the biggest issue that the 49ers had offensively, even outside of Jimmy Garoppolo was, well, I think it might start with Jimmy Garoppolo and maybe Kyle Shanahan as well, but they were terrible on third down conversions. They converted one third down on 10 attempts and that didn't happen. That conversion didn't happen until late in the game. So I think the 49ers, they want to run the ball more. They ran the ball 19 times in the loss to Denver Broncos. Part of that is not being able to keep the chains moving. Can it be better on third downs? And if they do, maybe see a better running game and maybe a better running game helps out Jimmy Garoppolo as he kind of transitioned into getting back into a groove. That's, that's what everyone is hoping right now, but you kind of never know what you're going to get from Jimmy G. Yeah, that, complimentary that, football. Like it's it's always been complimentary football when the 49ers are winning football games. It, but even it, more so than other teams, I think, would you know, like like talk about the, the, the Rams right now. Oh, the run game's not going extremely well. Well, it doesn't really matter. We got Matthew Stafford, so we still have a legit opportunity to win. The 49ers, if the run game isn't working, they're gonna be in a lot of trouble because everything that they do works off of that because of the quarterback position. Yeah, it's funny to hear you say that because as someone who obviously is not as close to the Niners as you guys are and understand where I'm coming from, you guys understand this. I, I'm, it's a bummer what happened to Trey Lance, but when I saw what happened to Trey Lance, I'm like, that's not good news for the Rams. I, I that Trey Lance, to, to your point, he he may have a higher ceiling, but he's inexperienced. He's green, and, and in the NFL – you very, very rarely does somebody just show up and nail it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, the exception to the rule. So it happens occasionally, but it's not the norm. Jimmy Garoppolo may not be the second coming of Joe Montana, but he also knows the offense. He know, And again, this is from the outside looking. When I saw him, it's like, okay, we got to deal with this guy again. This is the puzzle that the Rams have not been able to solve. And he's been the guy, not that he's been tearing them up, but he does enough to keep that team ahead. And especially, you know, I know we'll talk about the matchups here in a second, but if, if if the Niners get a lead and they can kind of start to grind on the Rams like they've done in the past, that's one of those. Th and then Jimmy can hit his little passes here and there. He, I, I don't love seeing that guy. I know that he's not, you know, Josh Allen, but he he gives me a great deal of pause. And there was a time where I thought, oh man, the, the Rams. I remember 2019. I believe it was the game in San Francisco or Santa Clara where. The Rams picked them off twice, and you're thinking, oh, man, then it's a tie game, and you have third and 16, and boom, Jimmy Garoppolo makes a great throw to Kendrick Bourne. Yep. Then it's third and 16 again. Then boom, Jimmy Garoppolo makes a, another great throw down the stretch. So he does have the ability to do those things. You, you wish that he'd be a little bit more consistent throughout games with his passing ability, but you can't, I guess, uh, beggars can't be choosers. You got to take what you can get from Jimmy Garoppolo, and you just hope that you see more of that the better version of him as opposed to the guy throwing in the triple coverage, missing reads. And when I say missing reads, I mean, all quarterbacks miss reads, all quarterbacks miss throws. I think his issue is being able to overcome 
the misses, mm. and, and you hope that he can do some of that in the Rams game. Travis, do you see a, a big key to this matchup for the Rams to beat those 49ers on Monday? I, I think that it comes down to a couple of different things, and it's it's so boring, but I think it's also incredibly important. It's can the Rams' offensive line hold up? They're already they, – you know, this will be the first time all season where – one week will look the same as the previous week. They had a week one starting lineup on the O-line. It was different in week two. It was different in week three. So this week three and four will be the same, assuming that uh, nothing happens between then and now. Um, it's been it, it's been a work in progress. Um, the Niners have always seemed to have a pretty good success rate uh, as far as that O-line, D-line. And then just kind of flip it. If Aaron Donald can get going, which, you know, when he's going, forget about it. And when the Niners can control that game physically, that's – as good as the Rams have been, as good as they've been last year and, and in the McVay era, they're not a traditionally physical team. They, this is not somebody that just lines you up and grinds you up play after play after play. The Niners, especially against the Rams, seem to have the advantage there. So if they can match that physicality both on the offensive and defensive lines, I think that it, it really kind of does tilt pretty heavily to the Rams. But I've said this for the last three seasons, and it's never gone like that. So they, they did really struggle to find a way to match them up front like that, and we'll see what happens on Monday. That's, that's the number one thing for me. I've got one big key to this game that really slants in the Los Angeles Rams direction. We'll get to that next. We'll make some predictions for week four. The folks over at Brightco are, are pretty smart. They're, they're borderline geniuses with the way they've made insurance a little bit easier for your engagement ring, for your watch, for whatever jewelry you're trying to get covered. And it can happen in two minutes and you can even do it on your cell phone. And we all hate insurance, right? But Brightco turned the whole experience around. So it's probably the easiest thing you can do for yourself this week. No excuses. For five bucks a month, you can totally get comprehensive coverage and it won't take more than two minutes on your cell phone. So check it out at bright.co forward slash Locked on. And by the way, while you're there, you can see some uh, videos of folks that have uh, really just done a number on their um, on their reputation, uh, their their Internet reputation becoming viral with videos of proposing at a game and, and the ring tinks down all the steps and, and gets lost. You, you, there's the, the last one I saw. It just gives me anxiety where they're they're, they're proposing on a on a pier and it you know, the, like the daughters involved with the, with the proposal and they, they fumble it and open up the, the box and the ring drops between the cracks of the pier and into the ocean. They're diving in the ocean to try to get it. Travis, I don't know if you've I've ever done any crazy proposals in public. I sure as heck have not. That is not my style at all. Peacock, deal. you know, you, you talked about having the anxiety. You know what helps with the anxiety? Them having that Brightco insurance. Brightco. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So get that thing insured. You don't have to have the anxiety of it being lost or stolen. You can see all the videos as well. Go to bright.co slash locked on. All right, guys. Uh, we will get to some predictions in a second. Uh, here's one. Here is one. And um, there's a guy on the San Francisco 49ers that goes by the name Aaron Donald Sr. And his name actually is Daniel Brunskill. And he has been out all year long with a bad hamstring. If he cannot go, I am worried that the 49ers' secret weapon to neutralize, to neutralize Aaron Donald will not be out there. And I don't know why Daniel Brunskill is so good against Aaron Donald. The 49ers have done a really good job against Aaron Donald. Uh, I have a feeling it might be the breakout game for Aaron Donald against the 49ers. And 
Um, and that worries me quite a bit because the 49ers offense needs to have a breakout of his own this week. And, and I don't know if this is the week for that. And I'm not sure if it's the week for the Rams to break out against the 49ers defense either be, with the way they're playing. So th- this could be kind of an ugly game on Monday night. You know, the, the Rams have not played a, a good looking game yet. They got torched on opening night and they survived against Atlanta and they were better against Arizona. But this is it, it's kind of interesting because the matchup with the 49ers is that one that the Rams can't seem to quite get figured out. The matchup with the Cardinals is the one that no matter what they do, it works. You know, they, they, everything that they try against Arizona seems to be pretty successful. Um, you go back to last season when that Monday night game where they had a COVID outbreak hours before the game, they missed, I think it was six starters or something like that. And they still went out there and ran up and down the field on them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if Aaron Donald is getting the credit that he's deserved. So he hasn't put up a bunch of big numbers. He hasn't gotten a bunch of sacks. There haven't been a bunch of those sports center plays, so to speak, but He's been really, really good. Like he's been, he's been Aaron Donald. Maybe not as far as getting to the quarterback, but you know he's doubled and, and sometimes tripled, and he's just getting absolutely. Um, he's winning nearly every snap. He's he's been something else. But I, I hope you're right, Peacock. I hope that he does have a an opportunity to put up some big numbers this weekend because we haven't seen the numbers yet, despite how well he's played. It's really weird because Daniel Bransko against everyone else, he's fairly pedestrian, like not terrible, but just not. Like, oh, man, look at Daniel Brunsko. Look how good he is. But then he gets in front of Aaron Donald, and I don't know, just something where he gets up for him. Maybe it's this level of confidence <laughs> that he has against Aaron Donald, which I don't know how you can do that because the dude's built like an action figure, and you see him throw <laughs> guys around everywhere on the field, and then all of a sudden Daniel Brunsko gets in front of him and can't do anything. Really, really weird. But uh, that's definitely going to be a key for the 49ers, slowing him down. And right now, when you look at the interior offensive line of the Niners, you have a rookie right guard out of UTS, UTSA who was uh, originally a tackle. Well, he was a guard, then tackle last couple of years, then now guard for the 49ers, but he's a rookie. Then you got left guard Aaron Banks, who this is his first time playing any meaningful, meaningful snaps. Uh, and this is second year. So can those guys get it together? Because there definitely was some miscommunication going on against the Denver Broncos that maybe made life a little bit more difficult for Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. So can't, how do those guys do? against a front from the Rams that can really get to it. And you talked about Aaron Donald maybe not putting up a whole lot of stats. What about the guys outside of him? How have they been kind of tormenting quarterbacks, getting to the passers, stopping the run, doing those type of things? They were better last week than they were previously. Um, we, we were talking about that on the pregame show I do with uh, with Kirk Morrison, and he, he was talking about how he wanted to see some pressure from somebody not named Aaron Donald or Bobby Wagner. Somebody else get some pressure on that quarterback. They were better last week. We saw Greg Gaines um, get a couple of pressures along the way. We saw um Terrell Lewis get to the quarterback once we've seen Justin Hollins make some plays so it's been better but really it's been Donald and Wagner and that's kind of the two guys that have been able to do it um Ashawn Robinson's been pretty good and like you were talking about Croc if if the Niners are having trouble in the middle of that offensive line that's where Aaron Donald can absolutely ruin your night because if he can get that pressure coming right at your face right in the middle of that line there's not a lot of places to go um, that, 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 that's good news for the Rams and maybe not great news for the Niners. Yeah. Potential for some stars to shine on Monday night in prime time with Aaron Donald. And then of course, Nick Bosa on the other mm-hmm. side, if you can take advantage of that Los Angeles Rams offensive line. Um, we got to make some predictions here. Travis, I'll let you go first. Croc, you can make your prediction today and I'll do mine tomorrow. 
Were you surprised to see the 49ers favored in this game, Travis? I think it was two points. I think it's down to about one and a half points at home that the 49ers are favored Monday. No, quite frankly, because I I think that what we've been talking about is fairly well known and that, that the Rams do not play well against San Francisco that, and, and, and it's not just this, even when they do play well, they find a way to kind of let something slip away. You go back to week 18 last year, last game of the season. It's a gotta have it for the Niners to get in the Rams are they need to have it to be the number two seed overall. And, and I thought it was one of the few times where the, the Rams had outplayed San Francisco for the vast majority of the game. And they still found a way to let that thing go away. This goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, Sean McVay did that thing. Okay, I'm going to have you go 80 yards with a minute to go and no timeouts. Show me. And he did. I mean, it's just there's there's something about matchups like you were talking about with with Donald that even though maybe one guy has more, you know, talent or one team has more talent or a piece of paper, matchups are a huge part of the NFL. There's a bad matchup for the Rams. It's been a bad matchup for them for the last couple of years. So I'm not surprised that they're favored. I, I think your your guys are right. I think it's a it's a low scoring game. I think it's probably somewhere in that, you know, twenty-four to twenty range, maybe twenty-three to seventeen, something like that. Um, I, I'll take the Rams in it because I think that there is a little bit of something about finally beating Big Brother. That when you do, it's like, ha! Now I know how to do that. Um, but that might be a little bit more with my uh, my heart than my head. Croc, how do you see this one going? Man, you know, every week so far, I've picked the 49ers to win, and at some point, I have to start to think like, all right, is is this team what they've shown so far? Which a team that's very inconsistent. Uh, with scoring points offensively. I think the defense will come out. I think they'll play very well. And I think that's what's going to give the 49ers a chance. But right now, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the 49ers offense. Who's going to run and rock for them and be that consistent, explosive guy? Last week it was Jeff Wilson. He did a terrific job. Can he follow that up and have another terrific game? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Can the 49ers passing game finally get going? I think I looked and saw maybe the 49ers like 30th in the offense right now when you have like uh, number one or number two defense in the NFL. The offense isn't playing good complementary football. So uh, this might be a first, but I'm actually going to have to pick against the 49ers, and maybe I'm kind of reverse jinxing this whole thing. But I would <laughs> I say Rams 23-20, I think 49ers defense will play well. Now, I think the 49ers can't win for sure. Uh, defense is strong, and I just feel like, man, the offense can't play bad every single week. But I have to go off of what they show me offensively right now and kind of struggle a little bit to move the rock. We'll see how strong the Eric Crocker reverse jinx is. I can't wait for this one. It's always fun, 49ers, Rams, and even more so this week on Monday Night Football. Of course, you've got to be checking out everything that Travis is doing with Locked On Rams. we got Locked On 49ers coming at you every day. Thanks, everybody, for making our podcasts your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And make sure you stay on the network for your second listens. I'm doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL show myself and former NFL scout daily, breaking down the entire league. Crocs doing Locked On NFL draft. And if you're driving around in your car locally, uh, in LA, make sure you're checking out Travis on the airwaves there. And we'll all be back with you guys tomorrow, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.